Welcome to The Grind, a podcast about the church planting process and missional strategies to make disciples of all nations. Coming to you from the offices of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention in Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, here are your hosts, Dave McClung and Chad Grigsby. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of The Grind. We are so glad you decided to join us and hang out with us for, for a little while as we talk church planting and mission. And so with me... As always, is the lovely, the indomitable, abominable Chad Grigsby. Thank you, Dave. Yes, it's good to good to be with I'm you. I'm determined to use like every adjective known the man. You're well on to your way. Describe you. Yeah. You're well on your way. Really got yeah. quite a plethora of adjectives. Yeah, you do have a, ple- <laughs> a plethora. A plethora. Do you know Ple- what a plethora I, is? Yes. <laughs> Could it be that you're turning forty today? <laughs> Um, and you're taking it out on me. There you go. Some three amigos quotes. Yeah, maybe. You, you know what's funny? In, the, in our last episode with John McCallum, yes. uh, I was thinking about a quote that you said something about you hope to live to be 120. Yeah. I love about that Parks and Rec clip where Chris Traeger says, scientists now believe that the first man to live to the age of 150 is now alive. I believe that I am that man. <laughs> I thought about that. I thought about that. Anyway, I wanted to bring that up. I didn't get to. But now. I am that man. I am that man. That's right. I am yeah. that man. So you're so that anyway, man, Dave. More nonsensical babble. More nonsensical. From your, your yeah. buddies here at the grind. And uh, well, we're excited today to have our good buddy Ryan Ingold. What's going on? In here with us. <laughs> Cross Point Church and Bryant. Mm-hmm. And uh, three years old now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, gosh. Three years coming up on three and a half. Yeah, yeah. 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 So every day. Yeah. So he's he's a veteran now, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in the fray. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to get Ryan on here and kind of talk about his uh, church planting experience and uh, some of the ins and outs of that, and and coming from large church staff to planting a church, and uh, we're going to glean from his. Uh, unfathomable depths of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wisdom comes from experience, Ryan, and so you got to mm-hmm. have these experiences to gain wisdom. Yep. I think your goatee is grayer than it used to be. It's though. definitely grayer. Yes. Yeah. Church planning will do that. So. Yes, it will. Or maybe it's the nonsensical babble that sitting in here listening to you guys in the yeah. intro. So that's definitely part. That of turn it. you gray or bald. Either one. Yeah. Either, bald, either way. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, all right. So. Uh, Three and a half years in uh-huh. uh, to the church plant. So, what? Just give us, you know, kind of your top things that, that you've learned uh, in three and a half years of church planting now. Oh, um, three. Wow. Uh, well, I think, you, you can have more than three. Can I? You just you just been here three years, so you know. So okay, uh, okay, okay. So in the three years yeah, that you planted, what well, are some things that uh, you've? Learned? I think. Uh, I think you know. You're always going to look back and and second guess yourself, and I, I second guess myself in two di- different directions a lot of times. Like sometimes I think, you know, because I I planted like solo. You know, I was on my own. Uh, I was the only staff member. Uh, we pay a, you know, have a part time slot for a worship guy, but but you know, as far as full time, it's just me. And I know other uh, guys that that have planted with a, a team, um, and sometimes I think. Uh, why didn't we do that? Why didn't we kind of aim a little higher, uh, raise a little bit more money, and and uh, go for a bigger, you know, uh, have a bigger team around us to kind of mo- have more, a little bit more collective knowledge? And then there are times I go the other direction where I think, 
Uh, maybe I should have started, you know, part time, you know, and, and be bivocational while this thing gets off the ground. Um, uh, and so, and you know, right now we're where we are, and and it's been fine. Nothing's been wrong. You just always look back, and you always kind of second guess. Uh, would this have been better? Would that have been better? But you know, uh, the Lord does His work through whatever it is, and and it's really not about you know the structure of the mechanics it's uh you know lives that are changed and what what people have learned and how people have grown yeah, yeah. well in so. hindsight's always 2020 sure. especially in church planting because yeah. you really don't know what you don't know when you set out to plant a church yeah right you know right. well every environment's different yeah. you know bryant's different than little rock and little rock's different than northwest arkansas and and so um every planter is different every community is different every circumstances different and so you put all of that all those factors in and uh you know the lord's going to work in different ways with different yeah. church planters and different church plants so yeah it's just the way it is yeah so. so what else um what else have i learned um you know i i think uh we have been uh pretty uh diligent at or, or aiming at and, and um what am I trying to say? Uh, intentional about being planting a healthy church, uh-huh. not just uh, follow a bunch of church growth principles, get as big as we can, as fast as we can. Um, so there wasn't a lot of, um, you know, advertising and uh, knickknacks and stuff like that that we sent around to the community and, and didn't do a bunch of canvassing. We just opened shop and, and started building a healthy church, you know, and so uh, what are what's a healthy church look like? We've spent a lot of time examining those things and aiming at those things. Uh, and you know, three and a half years in, you know, you can point to some things that are really healthy. I mean, our church, um, they're givers. I mean, the people that come, uh, they even the new member, even the new believers that are part of our church, they learn to give, and so they're faithful in giving. So, so. Um, um, I know a lot of churches that are a lot larger than ours that are struggling financially, um, and uh, their their goal isn't necessarily discipleship. It's just let's get big, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so we've been aiming at church health, um, and in a lot of ways we are healthy. I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm finding out that we're not. Yeah. Uh, and so as much as you think that you're um, establishing a healthy foundation, I'm finding out just there are some things that we've missed the boat on and some things that we need to do differently and some things that we need to loosen up and some things that we need to tighten up. So, um, Hmm. um, are those, okay. So are those things, things you expected going in or things that you, that kind of caught you by surprise or uh, of the things that you, you held tightly to you saying, okay, these are things, yeah, we knew we need to hold tightly to this, but miss this or the things that, you know, we held too tightly to, we should have loosened up on this. Uh, is that making sense? You is know, that surprising to me? Yeah, the, your expectations going in are they? Is it what you thought it was going to be? Uh, kind of so to speak. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> anybody who says, and, and you know, uh, uh, anything you walk into, it's not going to be the way that you think it's. Nothing's going to go the way that you think it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. It's just never going to be that way. And so, uh, even. As much as you guard against there being surprises, even bring somebody else on staff or whatever, I mean, there are going to be surprises, yeah. whether it's on their end or our end, and probably both. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, 
So planning a church, you're going to be surprised. I mean, there's some things that I did not anticipate um, unfolding the way that they did, you know, but uh, the Lord is building his church. I mean, that's the thing that I keep reminding myself is the Lord is building his church. Right. And so... um, um, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, or not, but, yeah, but, well, uh, yeah, because it it doesn't ever go. You know, everybody kind of has an idea of what you know. You had an idea of what Crosspoint's going to look like. Yeah. You know what what you wanted to accomplish. I mean, you want to be a healthy church, so there are things you do to try and maintain you know that health, and then life happens. And right, yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Well, I mean, even even uh, your your eight two nine buddy uh, Andrew Munnicky. Yeah. who planted in Fayetteville, mm-hmm. uh, did not set out to reach, I don't think, an abundance of college students, and that's about 90% of who they've reached right. as college students. Yeah. So I think sometimes you do. You go into it thinking, Man, we're going to impact these people. Like yeah, we, well, we, we set out to impact like 18 to 31-year-olds, and the majority we reached were 40s, 50s with teenagers or yeah. empty nesters. I mean, we reached younger families right. too, but we really did reach a lot of more middle-aged folks. Yeah. 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 And the things that attract people to cross point or draw people to cross point, um, are, I mean, things that I just didn't anticipate. I didn't think that would be why people would come. Uh, and I think there's, you know, we're complimenting some of the other churches that are in Saline County. Uh, and so we're offering some things that some of the other churches, uh, don't, um, not that it's better or worse. It's just a, a different, set of priorities that these people happen to be looking for and so yeah um i didn't i did not anticipate uh i didn't set out to um you know target those people it's just that's just uh we we put our values in place we started operating and uh i'm finding out that god is doing some things through cross point that we had no intention of doing which is kind of part of the story, isn't it? I yeah, mean, that's yeah. that's why we do what we do. Yeah. Like, that's why we just follow in obedience. We don't have all of the puzzle pieces put into place, and right. God, you know, writes the story as we go. Yeah. So. yeah you, you didn't anticipate buying a no. building that was pretty old, needed right. quite a bit yeah. of work. That, yeah. You know, I know that was one thing that kind of was, should we do this? You know, yeah. are yeah. we really going to do this? Yeah. So. Well, and I wouldn't counsel church planners <laughs> to buy a building in, you know, 18 months in. I just, you know, and that's the other thing. I didn't even know yeah. if we could, you know. Right, right. Yeah. So we, you know, some, I think there's some, some, uh, some banking folks that helped us out and, and showed us some favor. Um, and undoubtedly the Lord was in that, but, uh, um, you know, uh, that building's been a blessing, uh, but this, it wasn't part of our plan. I mean, right. we didn't, we didn't figure we would go that direction yeah you know? yeah or that we even could there was an option yeah, so, yeah 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 absolutely yeah you were gonna say something i was gonna say something else and it just left me i forgot what it was yeah which is common with me well i've my attended, brain is like swiss cheese i have so a tendency to really squelch creativity you do I, I had a great so. thought and then you stole my thunder and i, I did and it went with the wind. Yeah. So it'll come back okay. eventually. All right. I will call both of you up at 3 o'clock in the morning when my question <laughs> arises Please once don't. again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I remember what it was. Ta-da. No, it left me again. I'm kidding. Oh. And so, <laughs> hey, come on, man. You put me on this roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Which uh, roller coaster kind of describes it. Uh, yeah. Is uh, you know, church planner, you got highs and lows. I, you know, I've always been a pretty, pretty steady. Always wanted to be steady. I, you know, built our church, established our church to be steady and not have these. Uh, it's still a roller coaster. I mean, uh, so uh, um, I think one of the things you learn when you're planning a church is you're really out of control. You are mm. out of control. Yeah. You know, wow. and that's a good thing. That is so. a good thing. Wow. What, what was Doug Hickson said? Yes. Church planning is risky, but church planning without Jesus is an insanity or something along yeah, those lines. He said something like church planning is reckless. Yeah. Or something like without Jesus, it's really reckless. And, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're fumbling, but he's like, yeah, I totally get oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, get that. That's, that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit then about going from Geyer Springs First Baptist Church, which uh, great sending partner for mm-hmm. you, absolutely. Um, but a larger church in the city, a lot of staff. How many staff there? I don't know. I mean, I know my my job uh, there was the discipleship pastor. So everybody that was that had an age graded ministry was were my direct reports. So yeah. I had nine people that I was you know okay. shepherding yeah. and managing and yeah. So just um, just, just on my team, just my team was team, the biggest yeah. one. But but uh, yeah, you know. So at least twenty thirty people yeah. probably sure somewhere around there. Yeah, and then you go to just you. Yeah. Talk about the transition from that. Uh, you talked about a little bit, like planting solo. You wish you'd have planted with the team, but what were some of the? I don't know if that's true. I okay. just I've pondered that. Okay, you yeah, pondered. you know, all right, I've all right. also the pondered of that. The I've also ifs, pondered yeah. being bivocational. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, yeah, uh, uh, you know, I can I can dwell and operate in solitude uh, and be just fine. I mean, I I think I, I enjoy that. Um, uh, to some degree, I do. <laughs> I don't like people. <laughs> no, so you're saying you're not an extreme extrovert? <laughs> no. I'll be honest. Yeah. I really just love a book and a Starbucks. Ryan's, Ryan's excited earbuds. face and sad face are kind of the same thing. So, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> steady is a good word for it. I think if you looked to uh, you know him steady yeah. up in the dictionary, it'd be Ryan's picture. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean that as a compliment, though. I'm really. sure, of course. Everything's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. We yeah. love you, man. All right. I feel. I feel the love. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you keep talking. You were talking. What was I saying? <laughs> uh, I was talking about uh, oh, Just big staff, little staff. Yeah, yeah. You, do, you operate well. I, I, I can do that. Yeah. I mean, I think for some people, um, it would drive them crazy, yeah. and I think for some people, they need accountability. I mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, uh, they're if, not a self-starter. Or no, something not like really. That. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, that's probably not the best recipe for every person, you know? Uh, but I get my fix once in a while. I mean, uh, you talked about Geyer Springs being a great partner. I mean, they, they're pretty much our print shop, you know? And so we, um, we send our bulletins and printed matter, um, to them to print and, uh, uh, give a shout out to my girl, Mary. She, uh, she helps us a lot with, uh, with, uh, doing, uh, some of the, the administrative work or the, the, um, um, administrative assistant stuff that, uh-huh. uh, proofreading and, and that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, when I go to pick up the bulletins, I kind of walk through the hall and, you know, get a chance to stop and chit chat with some people. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, um, the, the flip side of that also is, I mean, well, working at Geyer Springs, um, with, with so many staff people, 
Um, I felt like I was doing spending more time addressing needs on staff than I was making disciples. Uh, and I guess I'm indirectly making disciples, so I'm training them to make disciples. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, uh, that's not what God's called me to do. I mean, yeah. I want to be the frontline guy. Yeah. Uh, get my hands dirty with the with the people that that um, that work in the shop and work in the the uh, the sales world or have their uh, career as a teacher or whatever. Um, that's who I want my life to interact with, and so I felt like it was more um, management than disciple making. Mm. Um, so this, the way that we've set um, uh, Crosspoint up, uh, it's not hyper programmed, you know, mm-hmm. which has freed me up to spend a lot more time doing vine work, disciple making, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And so we're not babysitting a structure or system and filling a bunch of holes. Uh, with with uh, people that that uh, are only marginally excited about doing that role, they're doing yeah. it because there's a need. You know, um, uh, it's a joy for me to be able to say when somebody comes up to me and says, "Hey, I'll, you know, I want to be able to serve. What can I do?" I can say, "Okay, see that kid over there. See that 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 young man over there. Um, I want you to take him and get a cup of coffee and go disciple him." Yeah, that, that's. That's the structure of Crosspoint. That's yeah. a, you know, and so you need a little bit of, you know, trellis and a lot of vine. You know, if we can uh, refer to that that uh, that excellent book resource, sure. uh, uh-huh. Trellis and the Vine. Uh, uh, so you need some structure to do some vine work, but uh, so many people spend a lot more time on the structure than than the vine. The vine yeah. And so I've been able to really major on the vine and minor on the structure. Yeah. So. You, you mentioned, I don't want to touch on this, because we, we talk about this all the time with ways that established churches can partner with church plants. Yeah. And you brought up a great one there yes. in giving administrative help, uh, yeah. you know, which is a lot of times positions that church plants can't afford yeah. to have, mm-hmm. but they desperately need. Well, and, and it's also a danger, too. I mean, we bought that building, and um, we can't hire... 10 staff. I mean, so, so if we, I'm just not, I'm not hanging out in that building with a woman all day, you know? Yeah. Uh, and if, if it's just me, you know, we don't right. have another staff member that's going to be in and out and visible. And right. so, you know, there's some protective measures there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. And, and so, so uh, Gary Springs provides that for you guys yes. and mm-hmm. print help, administrative help, mm-hmm. you know, design for help, things three like and a half that. Years? Yeah. So that, what, cool. I mean, what a huge blessing, yeah. you know, for a church plant. Yeah. And for all our partner churches listening, look, you know, you don't have to give the moon, you know, to our church plants. Even something like that goes such a long way to give administrative support and stability to a new church plant that they just can't, just can't do early on. And yeah. so that's a huge blessing. For oh, yeah. Guys. Well, it literally costs them a couple dollars to print off our bulletins. Yeah. But for us to lease a machine like that into you know yeah yeah or, or, or print them yeah. off a, so. you know an hp that you have at your house right, right, and, right, then, yeah. and then flip them over and uh-huh. print the other side of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know that's literally a whole that's your that's every friday yeah it, it, exactly yeah. and it can literally take them you know a couple seconds to send it to the printer and yeah because when, when you so. plant a church you are the bulletin maker you, you yeah. are the, the custodian the, the, the yeah, yeah. you Everything. name it yeah, yeah. 
Especially when you plant solo. Yeah. yeah. And so little things like that go a long really way mm-hmm. to helping stability and sustainability you know, of a church plant. I mean, it's just it's just some of those little things that, that you know, church planters don't have to provide or spend time doing mm-hmm. that frees them up to make disciples rather mm-hmm. than print bulletins. And, yeah. and it's such a great great help uh and we want you know our partner churches to realize hey there's there's a myriad of ways you can partner with church plans yeah you know other than just monthly support. yeah yeah that's the that's kind of the surfacey level you know dave and i uh, uh dave huey we we meet for scripture memory and and so yeah um it goes cool. beyond just the tangible stuff i mean yeah. there's a real depth to Some spiritual the relationship there, there. And yeah yeah absolutely yeah, and speaking of Dave Huey and uh, you, one of the reasons why I think we wanted to have you on was because of the church uh, council, the advisory council that you kind of set it's up. Advisory team. I'm sorry. Not council, Chad. Chad. That's such an old yeah. word. I should yeah. let Dave we're ask not, this question. I think it was your We're not writing confessions. <laughs> we're not. Uh, you know. Did I take your question? No, Chad, you roll with it, buddy. I'm yeah. I'm here. I'm your Robin. I'm your Batman. I'm going to turn my chair toward you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no carry on, boo. There was a, a territory struggle happening right before my eyes here. So. Oh, it's, <laughs> Chad's sensitive, and I, you know, bless his heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep grinding. Carry on. Carry oh, on. Um, yeah. So, advisory team. That you formed with Dave uh, Huey, who was a part of your... That's Dave calling right now. No, that's not, not your Dave, son. No. Do you need to get that? No, uh, he, he's good. He's okay. good. Um, no, so. Really, he literally only calls if it's an emergency, but you know what? I bet he's okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. We need, to, we need to press pause. You need to, no, you need no, to I'm good. That. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Good thing talking about his, priorities. His mama has his phone, her your, phone available. Your, so. your family yeah. comes yeah. before your ministry. <laughs> Except when you're yeah. in a podcast. That's right. So, so what you did, tell us a little bit about what you did with the advisory team. Who was on there? Why they were on there? What was your thinking and having that? What did it serve as? <laughs> He's rethinking that now. Yeah, this is one of those what ifs. I shouldn't have had that. That was one of the dumbest ideas we ever <laughs> had. Yeah. No. Um, no. Um, well, of course, you two gentlemen were a part of that. Um, yeah, but at the time, I was still a church planter. Yes, you were. So I was yeah. kind of the... The guy who was not state convention staff but was a church correct, planter. Correct, right, correct. Dave was the state convention church planning strategist who worked with you. Right. Okay. Right. I'm and then we had Dave uh, Huey who right. was who was representing Geyer Springs yeah. as as uh, our our ascending church. Yeah. You know, and then uh, Ben Phillips was uh, a fellow elder at Cross Point. Um, so. And you're only elder at that point. At that, yeah, me and him, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, and and I think the. The big premise, the big idea behind that was uh, sort of a protection mechanism. Um, you know, church plants have a tendency to draw people who are uh, unhappy at their current location, their church, uh, because they're upset about this or that or whatever. And they see church plant and think, uh, I can walk in there and assert my um, will or authority. Or, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so uh, church plants are vulnerable to um, wolves that come in and try to take over. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, any anytime somebody would come in and, and whisper uh, some sort of notion that I want to be an elder or I feel called to be an elder or I aspire to be an elder – you know, it, my default answer was, well, we have an advisory team right now that that uh, is leading our church and giving us guidance and shepherding us in that in that role. An elder team will replace that one day, but that's that's in uh, the Lord's timing and in manner. Uh, so, um, it 
you know, for all those church planning guys out there that are on the front end of this, I would really recommend getting an external group together uh, because wolves are going to come, you know, yeah. and, and you need to be aware of that and be ready for it uh, and it having a cross point. I mean, so um, uh, it's just an easy way to diffuse that conversation, to put it on the back burner and, and also give you time to examine someone's faithfulness and their temperament and are they are they really ready and called to be an elder i mean uh so that's that's a high important role in a church and we can't just hand that out like candy to right. anybody who wants to volunteer that's know? not so, a popularity contest no it's not no it's <laughs> not but um yeah no i think um um we we started with uh, people who were were um you know had a an interest in getting getting cross point off the ground so uh dave was a part of that dave mcclung dave huey um and and i did talk to dave about we didn't even know each other at no. that point chad yeah. uh so um dave said yeah there's a guy that i think might uh really uh gel uh, with you and your team and um uh I really am grateful for Dave's wisdom in, in that and in just uh, forming our relationship mm-hmm. and getting a, uh, opening the door to that because it's uh, it's been uh, a huge blessing. Uh, and so uh, Chad's been able to help our church in a variety of ways yeah. uh, uh, that I won't mention because I don't want you to be obligated to, you know, <laughs> to do for anybody yeah, else. Uh-huh. But it, it was a blessing for me too because yeah. I think any opportunity as a guy who's Who's just a little bit down the road from a guy who's starting? There's like this. Yeah. There's like this desire to I don't know. Pay it forward is a good word, but to in, reinvest into somebody when you've been invested in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's from the state convention or a pastor or sending church, you know. And that's what we want and, too: is planters yeah, investing in yeah. future planters and yes, and being and that kind should. of thing. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, even to say, look, you know, I, I forget if you guys started three and a half years ago. Uh, we were, I guess, four and a half years old when y'all started. At that point, yeah. So, so I was thinking four and a half, five yeah, years old. Yeah, yeah. So I was, so I was, not, not, you know, but I was, I was enough down the road to probably be a good, a bit of help to you as you got well, started. No. Uh, <laughs> or offer a perspective. Am I no. overselling it? I'm as sorry, Madison Reyes used to say, "Well, <laughs> yeah." So yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's. That, that's just huge. I mean, yeah. uh, to to have because uh, so, honestly, that team um, kept me from doing some things that I would have done that would have been pretty stupid, you know. <laughs> so um, uh, to to have that check and accountability, especially with me being uh, the only staff guy, you know, um, I have to have accountability and people to run these things by and obviously we're establishing an elder form of government and those guys now do what you guys did yeah um so uh there are the the checks and balances and make sure that i'm um not you know blowing through money or or uh, um you know dealing with people harshly or rashly or or uh too passively um so to uh, to the the quality of leaders you had around that table you couldn't duplicate in it. You can't duplicate in a church plant. Right. Like when you're yeah. starting to get started, yeah, rare. there's no way you can get a guy like Dave McClung, who's helped plant dozens of churches, yeah. right? 
Then you got a Dave Huey who's led kind of at a larger organization Mm -hmm. now pastoring a large church. Then you got like a Ben Phillips who's done family ministry. You guys want to be a more family oriented, integrated church. He's done collegiate ministry. Who's also an elder. And then you Mm -hmm. got a church planner who's been feet on the ground, done it, you know, whatever. So like trying to get that in an elder team, you're just not going to get that from day one. No. So I think a lot of planters would do well to get those type of voices speaking into the process from day one as, yeah. they, as they think about building their own yeah. team. And there are planters and pastors out there that would would enjoy that opportunity to be that support no and encouragement, uh, you know, to, to church planters. So if you're listening to that, we'd, we'd be glad to help you kind of put, yeah. put a team like that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Ryan would be a great resource he to would. help. You know, with some of those teams, because he's been through it, put one together, worked with one, did a great job, uh, and, and I, you know, those those were fun meetings. I don't know if they were fun for you, but they were. It was enjoyable to watch the church progress and watch what you're thinking about and the the you know the even back then early on, you know, wanting to be start as a healthy church and maintain a healthy kind of culture and environment. I mean, there are a lot of things you did during that time, you know, that we bounced around during those meetings that kind of helped with that. And and uh, it was it was really great to watch that develop. Well, I'm and, glad to hear that. I mean, uh, I, you know, it's it's obviously Crosspoint means a lot to me. You sure, know? yeah. Uh, but do, does it does it carry the same weight for everybody else as it does for me? You know, so uh, uh, for you to say that uh, those were those meetings were a pleasure and a joy and uh that's um a relief to me uh, yeah to know that uh, that was it was uh, that and you know for me i mean until you sit in a meeting like that um you can you can hear a report or whatever but uh um it gives you a lot more of a clear perspective of what a church planner is going through yeah you know yeah, that's too, it's another way we talked about ways of for churches to serve plants what about an existing pastor to serve on an advisory team? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, I man, that's a great way for a church to serve that would just take the pastor's time. I mean, we met quarterly. Yeah, something like well, that. Well, and I'll tell you this. I mean, when I would when I would present the plan of Crosspoint, you know, uh, in, in front of um, prospective church partners, you know, that were going to support us. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, envy out there. You know, I think there's some church, some guys in established churches that would love to institute some of the things that we were able to do because we we're, you know, starting with a blank canvas. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and establish it. Well, well, um, it does give them kind of that outlet to see, okay, uh, you know, what if you did this? And, but, yeah. I really think uh, this is this is something we kind of say in our Acts twenty nine circles is you know uh, it's you know if you thirties into forties are optimal you know for for a church planting age if you've got some experience and established church staff that was indispensable for me yeah you know I needed to spend twelve years in established church. Uh, churches to see a couple uh, to see um, how things roll and get that kind of experience and know uh, what to what to watch for Uh, we went through this whole church planning journey uh, pretty early out of the the gate when we got into ministry and it was a disaster yeah it was just bad Uh, and I look back on that and think of so many things that that uh, I wish I'd known then that I knew now 
Um, and even I would have I would have been able to anticipate um, just some things that I look back at now and go, how did I not see that? Yeah. How did I not see that? Yeah. So. Well, and you just there are some things that are going to come in life and ministry that you can't prepare for. Experience is the only way to really know how to deal with that stuff, you know. And if you can deal with some of those things in a an established church setting, that's going to still be there regardless of how you handle the situation. You know, it gives some stability and some some freedom to mess up, I guess, a little bit in those settings. If you deal with those things for the first time in a church planning setting, it's so fragile and vulnerable it could crumble. You yeah. know, and so yeah. there's there's a lot to be said for having spent that time on church staff and watched how pastors dealt with this and watched, Mm -hmm. you know, having your own experiences of dealing with difficult situations as well. Mm -hmm. So that when you do plant uh, and things are new, you've got some some wisdom there. Well, and every church plant becomes a church. It It does. You know, I mean, that's where you're you're (laughs) headed toward that. Yeah. You know. I think uh, that's one of the things we wonder is uh, when do we get to play the – or when do we no longer get to play the church planting card? Oh, you're you know, always but, a church planter in my book. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> I always say so when 15 it, years down the road, when we're a church planter. That's right. So when a church starts asking that question, uh, I think I think you're getting close. And when they kind of say we're not a church plant anymore, yeah, that's when they're not. Yeah, because they, mm. they they typically know. Like I think I think of like the Epic guys. Yeah, yeah. I I really think they were still church planting about ten years in. Yeah, yeah. I think they reached a decade and they were like, okay, we're not a church planting anymore. Yeah. But I think it took them about a decade. Uh, I hear some other guys. It's after a year and they're like, we're not a church planting anymore. You know. But still, so at the same know. time, there are experiences you have right. as a church plant that you're not going. To know and be able to communicate, unless you've had that experience. Right. So once you're a church planter, always a church, always planter. A church yeah, you've planter, done even it, yeah. though the church is no longer a church plant. Right. right. And and there's some culture that you develop with a church plant where you're you're always evaluating, you're always looking. You know, you 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 don't. At least I hope you don't settle. You know, and kind of settle in. I mean, you're you're still driven by mission, still driven by. You know, uh, you know, reaching people. The DNA is still there. DNA still there, and so even though you kind of cross over into it, well, we're established and things are healthy and it's growing and it's good and you know bills are getting paid and I don't have to go to bed tonight wondering if it's going to fall apart tomorrow. You know, I mean, you could say, okay, maybe it's not a church plant then, but that mindset, that culture, that you know, that heartbeat is still there. Yeah. uh, Yeah. We, I mean, the Lord has blessed us with some, some uh, wise, wise people that are part of uh, cross point. We've been able to establish some financial principles. That's one thing. I mean, anything sustainable, if it's a good financial model, you know, Um, uh, but uh, I haven't had one night of sleep where I've, I've felt like this could crumble any second, you know, Um, because we've aimed at health. um, Uh, and a lot of things take off fast and kind of fizzle. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, we have we have uh, some we're in good financial shape, uh, and I attribute that to some of our our health objectives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that we're healthy in every way. Yeah. And we got some things that we need to deal with, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. If you could give one piece of advice to church planners starting out, young ministers you know, that you've learned over the last several years of ministry, you know, what would it be? Oh, you know, I read an article on church planning uh, last week uh, just about, yeah, you know, you have your plan, you have your, you know, uh, 
it needs to be biblical and and uh, you know thoroughly prayed over. But I mean, once you launch, uh, you put everything in place, but you pray for rain. Yeah. I mean, you 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 cannot send the um, the effect. I mean, there, there are some things that you're so uh, uh, out of control that that um, uh, you this is a this is a case study in dependence upon the Holy Spirit yeah. um, through and through, and so you can put everything to, in place and you can have all the elements and you can have the nine marks of a healthy church yeah. as Mark Dever would say, uh-huh. and yeah it just it didn't work yeah you know so you can do everything right according by the book and it not work yeah you know and so uh, uh, you pray for rain and you thank God when it happens, when it rains. you know? Yeah. So, and it's, it's going to rain and it's going to get dry and it's going to, you know, it's going to be this roller coaster that uh, is going to uh, draw out every sinful character that is in your heart in some deep crevice that you don't know about, but that's God sanctifying you through yeah. this process. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, rejoice in those things. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, church planning is just one of those ministries that it does not happen unless you develop a deep dependence on the Holy Spirit to do what only the Holy yeah. Spirit can do. Right. I mean, it's just that's the only explanation for why a church grows, mm-hmm. you know, and sustains. You know, mm-hmm. it may grow on the charisma of a leader or a group of leaders or whatever, but that sustainability, you know, has got it comes from. From the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and His work, so I went from you know our church in Arlington, Tennessee. The next Sunday helped start the church in Batesville after yeah. the one in Arlington closed. So we closed yeah. the church on one Sunday, helped start another one the next Sunday. So one closed and then one went well, and I can guarantee I was the same person Sunday to Sunday. It, it is a work of the Spirit mm-hmm. that. You know, we were. I was trying to do all the things I was trying to do outside of Memphis that we did in Batesville. Yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. And of course, you know, we, it was a very, two very different situations. Yeah, uh, Mickey and Betty Gale starting starting that church and stuff. Yeah. But in Batesville, but but you're right. At the end of the day, it's you know, if it's person. I mean, I think we were talking to Neil Cole the other day, who said. Uh, there was a church that had 3,500 people, and as soon as the leader left, they had 700. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and you know, if you build it that way without the spirit and on a personality, you know, it'll crumble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's a good word, man. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to wrap up with this. This is our 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 rapid fire section, mm. our hot button issues section. Burning questions that our listening audience wants to know, as we say, and so uh, so just short, rapid fire answers, and ready <laughs> oh, pastor, for the, right? You know, they're ready for the hot seat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. There's no yeah, short answer. Hey, so. We we have kidded Andy Swart. His he was the first the first lab rat for the grind, and when we got to rapid fire, it turned into a slow walk, and so. <laughs> We love you, Andy. You're awesome. You're our buddy. But uh, you'll go down in infamy as turning rapid fire into the slow walk. Okay. So, all right, so Ryan, you Let's go. can't do that. All right. Top one or two books you've read that have most impact on you? 
Oh gosh, uh, the Cross of Christ, John Stott. Um, okay. I just read uh, "Uncomfortable" by Brett McCracken. That's a recent one. Huh. Phenomenal. Really, okay. you must read it. Must okay. read it. Cool. All right, put that on my list. What's yeah. your biggest strength in ministry and your biggest weakness? Well, it's always the same thing, you know. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, uh, I'm I'm pretty laid back. I'm pretty, um, you know, relaxed, uh, and so. That's a strength and a weakness, you know. Um, you know, we don't get too excited, don't get too high or too low. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I think there's some things that, you know, we need to light a fire and under some issues, and and uh, we just haven't done it. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. Favorite hobby or pastime? Oh man, I'm a I'm a I'm a baller. I just I just love basketball. Uh, constantly um uh and this is this is a great great time of year for me and so this is the season yeah and uh you know we've we've taken both y'all down so i don't know what you got you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting waiting for tennessee waiting for arkansas to step up because yeah. mizzou is coming mizzou. yeah mizzou oh, is coming porter didn't even fan. play the other yeah. night listen we, we don't even have our 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 top five draft pick playing listen, yeah listen We're, we had your coach we got rid of him and sent him down to you. So. Oh, yeah, well. In fact, Arkansas stole your coach. Yeah. So you have our leftovers, and you have you, your coach left your place to go to Arkansas. And we're beating you. So. <laughs> I think Tennessee's the SEC, co-SEC champs last time I checked. I think, I think that's right. Yeah, but so you haven't beaten Mizzou, so. That's what that's what this is about. Yeah. So, that's what this conversation is <laughs> okay, about. I'm sorry. Okay, here's the slow walk coming got? in. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Favorite movie? Uh, Shawshank. Ah oh, man, that's my heart that, there. That that's a big one. You said. That's a big. By, one. by the way, you said balls your hobby. How tall are you? Six five. Yeah, he's yeah. a tall guy. Yeah, he's so tall. You should be. He's baller. big. He's big tall. Yeah. yeah All right. Okay. Uh, favorite band or musician? Oh my gosh. One just one. Just don't say Florida Did, Georgia Line. You'll be there. No, no, no. I'm I'm Nickelback. I am anti country. No, I'm a big. Oh, I, I grew up on hip hop, so I love hip hop. Um, <laughs> who's your favorite? Uh, well, I'll tell you. I did not expect okay. that. Here's 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 my my musical journey. Okay, <laughs> I grew up listening to to Eric B. and Rakim and UTFO and and uh, uh, all them boys from from uh, Slick Rick and and uh, Dougie Fresh and uh, that roll call, call yeah uh, and then when I was in college I really really got into like the Seattle grunge stuff you know uh-huh. so so Soundgarden was always uh, in my yes. in okay, my you're redeeming right, yourself a right. bit. so so when when Linkin Park and POD started hitting the scene with this rap core yeah uh, that's that was my that was like your, sweet spot yeah, I mean that's where and, and that's stuff's kind of fading a little bit right yeah. now you know the, the, but um but uh you know when i can get a, a rapper that has a a heavy metal groove or you know something hard so when dc talk oh came gosh. out with jesus freak were you just well that wasn't really rap that was that was just okay. rock that it was more they started singing wasn't, a yeah. lot on that album yeah but yeah. they you know they kind of went from that rap kind of they did thing yeah they in, into that you yeah. know, hard-sided now. We're big 21 Pilots fans in our house. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, that, it, that's rap, but not hip-hop. And, man, they're so creative. I mean, they just, they, they're they always flipping uh, tempos and, and... Did you like the Beastie Boys and, ever? I did like the Beastie Boys, yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul's Boutique, yeah, that was a, their album um, uh, after their Six, big one, you know, with Rhyming and Stealing and... and uh, 
um, Brass Monkey and why yeah. am I talking about Brass Monkey? <laughs> 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 Paul Revere. Oh, yeah. 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 I almost told a story about that, but I won't. And so, uh, yeah. I, uh, okay. I would not have expected hip hop to come out of your mouth Dude, I'm, on that. I'm a hip hop fool, man. I'll spit rhyme right now and, and uh, drop beats. And That is the greatest um, thing I've heard all today. Day. All day. <laughs> That's that is really awesome. funny. It really is. Funny. I, I'm telling you, see this six foot five bald white guy <laughs> spit rhymes. That's like, yeah, it was the shock that came over to you. That- it was, I just. Did he say hip? Did he say hip hop? And then you're just spitting them out, just one right after another. Yeah, man, that was life. Uh, Yeah, Um, you know, well, you know, when you're, you know, basketball culture. I mean, that's just kind of what you you're drawn to. Plus, I was a drummer growing up, and it's hip hop is very rhythmic and it's very heavy on the right side, and so um, I just uh, I just found it so appealing, you know, and the the and I think the thing with today. Um, just in, in gospel hip hop, I just feel like the the uh, the art form is so extreme that they can inject the the um, the ugliness and the beauty of the gospel into their music in a way that a lot of the bubblegum pop stuff it just doesn't do. It's all about yeah. you know just I just I just can't enjoy that you know. Yeah. And then when I when I hear a you know a Trip Lee or Tadashi or or a Lecrae or or Flame or somebody bring the gospel yeah. into um yeah I mean my soul is nourished. Yeah yeah yeah. Good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. What a great rapid fire. And so that was pretty, that uh, I just was, did that, not know that about that you. That was strong yeah. to quite strong. It was, yeah. Everything else I'm, I'm with, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. What? I did not see that. <laughs> so well, I don't know how long we've, we've been friends this long and that hasn't come up. Yeah, and, well, there's a... Uh, there's some footage out there. Yeah, I don't know that I knew that you played drums. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. I will jump up there when there's no other drummer in the building. I'm, I'm playing next weekend because yeah. our drummer's out. You know, well, so how about that? Um, I didn't know that Ingold's either. like, you don't know me. That's right. You don't, you don't know me. You down with OPP? Hey, I'm an. You onion. don't know me. I'm an onion. You got to peel back the layers. That's right. And uh, or a parfait. Okay. Like, That's trick. <laughs> You asked me Donkey there, says, I want to be a parfait. No, onions have layers. Parfait has layers. Come on, man. Stay with me. I'm quoting movies here. You're I supposed to pick up on these references. Just, 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 just you referencing a parfait. <laughs> I don't know. Just Catch you off guard like Ryan talking about loving hip hop. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks for the shots. It's my pleasure. Thanks and, for having me. Uh, and so uh, it, it's been fun. Uh, watching Crosspoint develop and yeah. great things still to come, I know. And so, uh, uh, God used you in a huge way there, and uh, we're excited to see what happens in well, the future. Keep us in so, your prayers, we need it. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, folks, well, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the grind. Keep grinding. <laughs>